Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Civil Discord, your weekly dose of radical curiosity. I am one of your hosts here, dressed a little bit more snazzy than I normally am um, in my in my basic polo, like I just got off work and so forth. Um, here in the People's Republic of Texas, where it is such so beautiful, such a gorgeous day. It's been a gorgeous week. Uh, Maurice Jones, the notorious BLG, and with me. Again, here more often than I am out there, and I'm sure what is even more beautiful days than what I have here in the state of Texas <laughs> is the supreme overlord of liberty, the great Amanda out there in the People's Republic of California. Amanda, how's it going and how is that weather out there? It's going great. The weather's fantastic. I actually get to miss a heat wave. I'm so excited because I get to go to Chicago I'm going to Chicago to talk about Machiavelli uh, on, on Thursday, and there's going to be oh. a heat wave that I am just going to completely skate over, and I'll be in my homeland, and it'll be wonderful. Okay, so when you say heat wave, what yeah. do you mean by heat wave? Like uh, highs of like 105? No, although I, I have had those. This is, okay. a, this is a little heat wave. This is like going to get okay. up to 93, you know, so it's... Oh. Oh, yeah, it's a Mediterranean heat wave. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's it's a baby heat wave. It's 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 always crazy when 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 I hear people talk about oh yeah heat waves coming through and this that and the other and I'm like what's what's y'all's definition of a heat wave because if it's not steady triple digits every single day then that's not even a heat wave and then I would say that's a typical summer in the state of Texas. Like, yeah. You know. I mean, we have those, but I, they're, they're rare. It's like me laughing when anyone complains about the wind <laughs> or the humidity in California. Oh, like, yeah. Stop talking. Stop oh, talking. Yeah. Yeah. So we're talking about Ma- Machiavelli. Yeah, I am talking about Machiavelli. Yeah, yeah I almost, because we had a little bit of trouble scheduling this for this week. So yes. I almost thought, you know, if, if we can't get a time this week, I might just demo my Machiavelli paper <laughs> and that'll be the podcast. So, you know, next Nothing time one of us that. can't make it, I might just go and do a solo podcast where I talk there about Machiavelli. Go. Yeah, there yeah. you go, on, on, on Machiavelli. There, on are, um, there are a few things that, are, that have been happening in the news. One that is just so ongoing. And um, and it 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 never gets off of my Facebook feed. It doesn't get off of whatever little Twitter that I am on. Um, and it doesn't get it definitely for for sure has not gotten off my TikTok feed. And it drives me up the wall. And and I know we've touched on this a little bit um in our past couple episodes, but um I figured I figured this one I could literally go on my rant of rants. Um, when it comes to this, but this whole um, don't say gay bill, which um, I have seen a lot of memes going around of people doing the control F. And for those of you who don't know what control F is, that is a find function. You hit control F, you can find anything and everything. You type in a word and it'll tell you how many times that it pops up. Okay. And I've seen so many memes that have done the control F on the bill. And typed in, don't say gay, zero searches fine come up. I think it's, they type in the word gay, zero, like, like zero comes up. They type in the word say, zero comes up. Like it, it is, it's, it is crazy to see all this, but this don't say gay bill. And for those of us, I, I know we briefly touched on it a little bit, but it's pretty much just, you were not allowed to teach 
in, in the state of Florida, okay, this is in the state of Florida, the state of Florida, you are not allowed to, to instruct, as in create a curriculum, create things centered around sex of any orientation, mind you, any orientation, people don't realize that in the bill, but of any orientation in the bill, um, between the people deemed, I would say, like, not um, of age, okay, and that's, and so it's definitely off limits for age K through three. Yes, age appropriate. And then after K through three, it's it's deemed age appropriate. Okay. Now I will say this: I'm not going to lie. I had a sex ed class when I was in middle school. Yeah. I was in the sixth grade, and I remember coming home and talking to my parents about the birds and the bees, and and understanding what the different STDs were, and 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 what what it meant for birth control, and how effective the pill was, and how effective condoms were, and things of that nature. Um, and they said abstinence is the only thing that's 100% proof. And I was like, okay. And I remember around the Christmas dinner, talking to my mom and my dad, talking about all kinds of things, stuff that was highly inappropriate for the for, for the, for the table. For Christmas but, dinner. I mean, I guess I, I don't understand yes. why that, okay. Yeah, no, I, I can see how that would come up on Christmas. Yes. Okay. I freaked my older sister out. She was like, there's no reason why you should be even talking about this at the dinner table. I don't need to hear any of this. Or not, but I thought it was quite interesting having that conversation. But I mean, so th- there has been a level of in some education where sex has been taught, okay? Um, and and I'm not opposed to that. But what they are saying this don't say gay bill, or what Disney World is, is is starting to do. Disney, I say Disney is starting to do, or and has been doing for quite some time. If to me is abhorrent, at least at least for me. But that is the. The um the premise to everything that I'm about to go into. So Amanda, your your thoughts before I dive in and, and, and go on my lovely little soliloquies or rants. Well, you want to rant, I want to rant. I think everyone's stupid. <laughs> that's that's my first verdict, is everyone yes. is dumb. Um so the first here here are the problems that I have with with the bill is that mm. I think there are fungible terms and there are fungible terms that could be used to get people in trouble. For instance, yes. instruct. What does that mean? Does that mean a teacher is talking to their students uh, because it can be read that way? Uh, mm. Age appropriate. Now, there are people gone back and forth about how, no, it's not too vague. The language isn't too vague. I'm sorry. It's, it's kind of vague when you say that this has to be age appropriate. Um, and I like bills that are vague by design because it allows, you know, it opens things up for interpretation. But usually that's for the purpose of greater liberty. And right. we have to be careful when we've got kids about, you know, how much do we want teachers taking over for parents? Um, there's also an element of this bill that says, you know, that parents or sorry, teachers need to report to parents if students seem to be questioning their gender or say that they're gay or whatever. And then there's language in there that says, but not if there's concerns about abuse. And so a lot of times you don't know. A lot of times you don't know if the kid's being abused. A lot of times you have no idea what the family dynamic is. So that I think is just completely invalid. Um, I very rarely will, will use vocabulary like this, but this bill does strike me as heteronormative because of the fact that it would not, it would not bar necessarily, it'd be much more difficult to read it as barring a female teacher from saying my boyfriend and I versus a female teacher for saying, from saying my girlfriend and I. So as for what this bill tries to prevent, I think it's incredibly noble because I I think that there, at least 
in terms of the letter of what seems to be the spirit of the law, where it we're trying to prevent these horror stories that we've heard of happening, um, where teachers just decide to give students different pronouns. And this this speaks to me on a on a very personal level um, because I and I've talked with other girls, especially um, who have had similar experiences. When I was between the ages of probably six and nine, I said I wanted to be a boy. I, I, I was adamant about that. I wanted to be a boy. And my parents, if they listen to this, which I always tell them not to, they will remember this very, <laughs> very clearly. Like I wore boys' clothes. I, right. I Honestly, it was this idea that boys seem to have they, – they seem less precious. Like boys – boys seem to have a lot more freedom and it wasn't even social. It was just, right. they were more free within themselves than I, mm. than girls were at the, I was still boy crazy. I still had crushes on boys. And I think now, you know, I think back and I'm mortified because yes, I'm a moderately androgynous looking person. Yes, I, I, I like if you put a gender inventory in front of me, I do score very highly masculine. And I believe those designations are dumb anyhow, and I don't buy into them. <laughs> but I love having the fungibility of like, you know, just being my own person. And right. I love I love the fact that I am a female. Right. Um and I am heterosexual. So it's one I think I think back and I shudder at, you know, what what if I were a kid now and saying, I want to be a boy, you know, we, we might have a very different story. And I wouldn't be right. happy if someone had said, Well, Amanda, yes, I guess you are a boy, and we can work on affirming your gender and transitioning. All this is to say, I'm I can see both sides of this. Right. Um, but fundamentally, I don't think that this bill is is the way to do it. I think you, you know, you want transparency in, in the classroom. You want transparency between teachers and parents. Um, and that's where people need to be turning their their attention policy wise, not to, you know, not to bills that are that can get people in trouble for all the wrong reasons. Right. Now I so one of my biggest frustrations with with all of this and just even with the with the um, just the the controversy center around this is why on earth am I a kindergarten teacher, first grade teacher or a second grade teacher having any sort of conversation with a kid about who I lay with like that I mean that that's that makes no sense to me whatsoever. It's not a like kindergarten kids don't like they they don't literally come up to you. It, it's not a a this concept of oh hey you know hey are you married to like like they don't ask those questions. They don't. They, kids are curious they, though. I mean they, they you're right. They don't they, ask. Are they you are curious? <laughs> right. They, they are curious, but they will say hey hey. Teacher, ma'am. Hey, Mr. Mr. Sir. Hey, what'd you do this weekend? Did you have fun? Did you hang out with any of your friends? Whatnot. That is it. They when I when I tell you this, my wife teaches at an elementary school, been around a lot of kids. Okay. They do not even know the concept of all of these things unless, unless they have been abused. That is the only way that they have any sort of in 
any sort of of um, of knowledge of what things are and how things should work and so forth. And I'll tell you this, there is no way on God's green earth that I think anybody in the second grade should be talked to about any sort of idea of of what of what gender is or this, that, or the other, or whether or not, well, do you have feelings for a girl? Do you have feelings for a boy? Yeah, that's like, weird. Like, that is so weird. And then and I see it, them. like, and I see it on, 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 on videos all the time. Like people are being interviewed on CNN talking about like, hey, I've got to, um, like, I'm afraid that I can't tell my kindergarten kids that yes, me and my boyfriend were paddleboard. Like, what what does kindergarten need to know about you and your boyfriend? You can just say, "Hey, I went paddleboarding this weekend." Hey, well, hey, what'd you do this well, week? Oh, I went paddleboarding. Like that's it. They, well, they right, but I mean, they, you should go on finish. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was gonna say you should be able to say it's just like a, a female teacher would be able to say, "I went paddleboarding with my boyfriend." I mean that that is not too disclose that that doesn't disclose too much. It's it's a, you know, I went paddleboarding with my boyfriend, and then maybe maybe then the kid who was curious asked, "Wait, but you're a boy or you're a man? Why do you have a boyfriend?" And so I feel like there's there's this gray area where you know the proper response I think would be, well, you know, mm-hmm. some some men like men and then have boyfriends and some men have girlfriends and that's the end of the discussion and then the and if the, there's a follow-up it's maybe you know ask your parents about this your parents are the best to explain this to you but yeah that, that's where, where we would differ on that yeah. i would say it's not even appropriate for you to even make the comment of 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 hey i was with my wife or i was with my husband like like, like even okay. me as a like if i'm talking to a kindergartner they say hey mr coach what'd you do this weekend like if if I went and did something that, that wasn't appropriate, I'd be like, oh, you know, I just, you know, I hung out with some friends, had some fun, you know, played some video games and moved on. Like, talk to them in their level. They're, they 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 understand the concept of mom and dad and so forth, but the, their view on boyfriend, girlfriend, things of that nature, it's only because we introduce them to sexualized things. It's because we introduce them to that language in the classroom of, oh, hey, so... Like you're, you're talking, hey, so you got a boyfriend? Hey, so you got a girlfriend? Like, like these are questions that teachers are asking. It's like, why are you asking that question in the first place? This, this isn't, I, and, and I think this is, this is really my beef with public, with, with, with a lot of the education system. Is like we're talking about things that we don't even need to be talking about with, with somebody who is in kindergarten, like with somebody who who's in the first grade and the second grade, like third grade. Like I, I as a teacher, I deal with high school students. Now, that dynamic is very different than somebody who is dealing with somebody who's five, six years old. Like when when you're hanging out with my wife, she doesn't refer to me as her husband. She say, oh, that's Mr. Jones. Like, hey, that's Mr. Jones. Oh, hey, Mr. Jonesy. Every time I walk in the classroom. Oh, hey, Mr. Jonesy. Hey, Mr. Jonesy. Okay, cool. And they think that I'm related to every other male teacher in the school. Like, like, so, like the, their view on the world is very different. And I think a lot of times we, we, we and, and we, j- just generally speaking, we think that these, that these young minds are somewhat developed to think the, what, to view the world as we do, and they don't. Like the questions that they ask are not the same questions we ask. When I was in the third grade, I didn't, I just said, my, my, my teacher would come in and say, Hey kids, job a good weekend. Oh yeah, we did have a great weekend. Hey, what'd you guys do? What'd you guys do? Okay, hey, and it's like, hey teacher, what'd you do? Oh, you know what? I really didn't do a whole lot. Graded some papers, hung out. That's about it. Because 
I know that there is a level of of um of, of professionalism that I have to have in my job. So if if I know that there are certain things that I should not be talking about kids with at all. And so as a kindergarten teacher, I know I probably shouldn't be talking about, hey, things that I did with my wife. Like I, I probably shouldn't. Same same way. I mean, if, even if I was, you know, in the in in the the LGBTQ plus community or whatever the case may be, like I would have that same stance of like this is these aren't things that you talk about with somebody who is five years old, six years old, because that that leads to you lead to hypersexualized kids when you talk about these things. And and I for I'm a firm believer in thinking that because I was on TikTok today and I got so mad. I think this is what what really brought me down this rabbit hole. Like, okay, like what do my conversations look like? They literally said we need to start sexualizing kids at an early age. And I'm like, what are you talking no. about? No. There's no way that you like, why in the world would you why would you want to take a six-year-old whose mind is literally so innocent and so pure and talk about things like that's weird to me. That is just weird. Like, I don't know for anybody else. That is weird to me. Weird on the, like, borderline Jeffrey Epstein stuff. No, that, like, that's, that's a little sick. If you say, you like, know, you yes. I think it's, yeah. yeah. Like, it, it is, it's it's crazy. And so if if it is my job to teach a specific curriculum, then I make sure I hold to that, regardless of what, like, I, I mean, my kids want to know about my wife and her pregnancy and, and, and we have conversations, but I know how far they need to go and I know when they need to stop. As a as a teacher, as a coach, I know that there are specific lines that I cannot cross due to professionalism. And it is and and because of the fact that it is not my job to instill whoever I am teaching with whatever values that I have. And if I know that, that it is, it's not my place to do that. Now, granted, like I will bring up facts. Like we just talked about, we literally just did a lesson on income tax. And did we bring up facts about, hey, how the government spends money? Yes, we did. Did we bring up facts about how things are going? Yes, we did. But that's in the curriculum and that pertains to the class. It has nothing to do with anything else. And the moment we start, start allowing people in the system to to say, hey, you know what? Um, you can or cannot say this, or I mean, and 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 grant like the, the the school district, the school district will, will, will be sued and all this, and then probably this teacher will lose their job because the school district is being sued. But um, but the moment we start allowing people to to just input whatever they want to in a system in which teachers say you have no right as a parent to do something is an issue for me. Is 100% an issue. And that partly, and I know I work for the public education system, but that is why I'm all for blowing this sucker up. Like, I really am. I'm all for blowing it all up, you know? And people feel all say, well, well, Maurice, well, Coach Jones, Mr. Jones, you won't have a job if we got rid of public education. And yes, I would. People would still want me to come teach their kids. Like, no, there would still be, there's still value in a teacher. I just wouldn't work for the, I wouldn't work for the, for in public education. It'd be private. And it'd be a lot different or whatnot, but I would probably still teach the same class because everybody wants to learn about money. Everybody wants to do all these things. And so I think this is just exposing teachers who have an agenda, who want to push it on, on said kindergartners or first graders. And I think this is that's also exposing parents who 
who do not want anything, who, who, who try to keep their kids sheltered from everything and, and, not, and not allowing them to have natural conversations in the, at home. And so, I, I, I mean, I agree with you that, that both sides, that, that I, I can see both sides. I can't. But, but, but I, from my perspective, I think one side is hysterically, hysterically wrong. And the other side is just getting it wrong in the sense of like you can't just be legislating all kinds of stuff because 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 of things you can't use the extension of the government to do your bidding when because you because you are too lazy to do it yourself. Yeah, and I mean Sorry. I no I let you go it on it's great. Um, I, I, it has exposed I think a lot of weirdness um, and. and I do remember being in, in preschool and kindergarten, and you are correct that kids don't think like adults. Uh, but I, I certainly did have a concept of how, you know, I remember asking my preschool teacher why she wasn't married, and I, so I, I did have a because kids are the the kids have no filter, and sure. I did have a concept of you know men marry women generally, although it's, you know, I'm thinking back, I fairly early did have a concept also that some men married men. Um, yeah. I had a, my godfather um, was, uh, was, um, was gay. And in fact, he, he died of AIDS. And so there, there was that, you know, you, you did know about that. And there was a way to teach kids about that in a, you know, in a more, in a more age appropriate way, even though when you have that language age appropriate, that, you know, <laughs> that, that puts that is, a damper on things when it's legal yes, it language. Um, I heard an argument that was interesting, which is that, you know, kids have been cooped up for the past two years and starved of relation. And, you know, you do want to relate to teachers in the sense that teachers, I don't think should feel like they can't say, I did this with my friend, I did this with my husband, where it becomes a problem for me, obviously, is when you have teachers like, start to give a lesson about what different types of gender are to four year olds, that is obviously inappropriate. But I agree with you that it's difficult to put that into into legalese and the real problem that that we have here is that we've got people with agendas and and we have rather than the agenda being let everyone be free to be who they are whether that means that they're gay or straight or whether however they whatever gender designation they have rather than that it's turned into not even allyship but it in certain areas it's you know, encouraging anyone who seems to deviate from really rigid gender norms and saying, mm-hmm. oh, if you wear a dress, you must be a girl. Fucker, no. I mean, like, if you wear a dress, you can be a boy. That's what <laughs> boys can wear dresses. Girls can play with trucks. That's what I think. Yes. It's like you have your, you, this, this weird, this has actually gone to a regression toward very, very antiquated gender norms. But anytime you see a boy doing something that a girl would do, you think, oh, they must be a girl. Right. Uh, I, I would appreciate that there, there were more fluidity and then acknowledgement that people are their own people. I, I, I saw something uh, a while back and it reminded me of, of, of where I firmly believe and, and I, I may be stealing this from somebody. I can't remember. Um, this is probably I have I have zero original thoughts. So um, this is probably one of those that um, if whoever said this, I give credit to you if I remember where I got it from. But all of this probably started when you remember it was 
a, about a year ago or a little over a year ago where this coalition of um of gay men they made this video talking yeah. about we're coming for your children. Yeah. And it was, it was, it was the Los Angeles gay men's chorus, in fact. And it was, yes. it was a parody. Like it was this joke because they were mocking the idea that people would come for their kids, but people took it seriously. Right. Yeah. And it's, and, and I remember a long time ago, I remember, so way back when, when, when you had, and I, I, I may have said this before, um, but when, when, when the whole legalized gay marriage thing was an issue and conservatives were always talking about, well, if they do this, then they're coming for our kids. And then it becomes in the schools and this, that, or the other. And of course, everybody, everybody was opposed to that was like, no, nah, man, you're crazy. You know, like there's no way they're coming for your kids. Like nobody's that, nobody is that crazy. Like, no, they're not coming for your kids. And they, they're not going to do that. It's just, it's just, they're just legalizing gay marriage. You know, like that's just the issue. And here we are. In April of 2020, discussing how certain teachers have agendas to want to teach kids about certain things. And it's and I I hate I hate proving people on the right correct. Yeah. But it is 100 percent looking like they knew what they were talking about when they did this. Now, again, I'm not opposed to it. Like, I'm not I'm, I'm not saying whether or not that was the right or wrong thing to do. I personally think. Government should be in, shouldn't be in marriage anyway, so it shouldn't really matter. Like that shouldn't be an issue. Um, but I I will say those conservatives way back then look like look like fortune tellers. They look like I mean the, you were you were proving the Alex Joneses of the world correct by doing things like this and instead of just instead of just trying to you know stay in your lane and do what you're supposed to do and just, hey, leave everybody alone. It's the, if you give a mouth, mouse a cookie thing and it just starts snowballing into other things. And 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 I, that's why I think like, this is the rights trying to react to what they're doing. And it's, and granted, if, is it the correct way to act? I don't think so. But I think the correct way to act is to pull your kids out of public education. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I th- that's what I think the best option is, is to just, Blow up this whole system, get rid of it. You know, Corey DeAngelis have the money, follow the kid, and then move on. But here we are again, um, proving proving certain people right, and and it's just it it's a bad it's a bad look for everybody. It's a bad look for people in Florida. It's a bad look for people on the left who are saying this is a don't say gay bill. It's a bad look for people on the right who are supporting this because again, you are using the, the armor of the government to to do things that are very vague and that can. 100% come against you whenever you have a conversation as as, yeah. as, a, as a as a parent and so forth. So it is it's all around a bad thing. But I I will say this is really just people pushing back against against certain things and they're saying, "Hey, you're not coming for my kids," you know. Yeah. And par- you know, you know and, and and like, you know, like like parody, "Hey, yeah, you know, this that the other." But people in Florida took that stuff seriously. They said, "Oh, ain't no way." Like, "Ain't no way." You're not coming for the new minds because we're trying to preserve where we are as as far as things go. And it's it is just whoo. It is it is one big show and it is frustrating. It's frustrating to watch. It's frustrating to be a part of. It's frustrating for me to get emails about. Like I'm like, there's no way on God's green earth that I will that that I would allow I would subject my kids to anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like man, and I get subliminal stuff because I do it all the time in my class. Like 
all the time. But my goodness, these kids are the kids I'm teaching are 18 years old, 17 years old. They're not five and six. Yeah. And the last they're thing in general, yeah. Of age. Go ahead, no, I'm sorry. The last thing in general that, that teachers need, I mean, barring exceptions, is, is to like be thinking, oh, I can't say this because the government will get mad, or I shouldn't say that. Right. I hate that. I hate thinking about teachers going through that. I hate thinking about the mandatory webinars uh, they're going to have to sit through <laughs> about what they can and can't. It, I hate yeah. it so much. Yeah. I hate it so yeah. much. It's rough. It is rough. But anyways, but all this legislation and stuff. Now, um, speaking of legislation, I don't know. I read this article on April Fool's Day and I thought this was a joke, okay? But then when I actually read it, I was like, okay, it is a joke. The headline is definitely clickbait. But I will say this. Um, according to sources, the United States Senate, uh, the United States Congress, sorry, House of Representatives, voted that this article says to federally decriminalize decriminalize marijuana. Okay. So April, April Fools, I thought it was April Fool's joke, because oh, there's no way. Then I read it, I was like, oh, oh no, they did. Then I did a little bit more research and was like, oh, like, I mean, they they're serious about some things. Okay. Now, um, for those of you who think that uh marijuana is gonna be coming off of this list that you can smoke whatever you want to smoke, whenever you want to do it. I hate to inform you, hate to be the bearer of bad news. That is not at all what this bill does. Not at all. Um, what it does, and at least in its current state, in its current state, it is, I think it's HR 5657. In its current state, it just um, establishes a new separate registration process to facilitate medical mar marijuana research. Okay. Oh um, boy, the more things that we have to pay for. That's exactly. Oh boy. Exactly. But, but there is a new way to promote um, that. A, a new way for them to tax the sale of this marijuana. So it's so it's it, it'll pay for itself and like never. You know, it's, a, it's another one of those. We're going to study whether we should tax this thing. We're going to tax you to study yeah. whether we should tax something else. Things we just have one of those in California, right? About right. Yeah. gas. No, it's, yeah. Oh, fun. Fun, fun. But I mean, it, it, it is it, it it is interesting. Um, So it, it's it's allowing it, it will allow for people of like the VA and things of that nature to actually be prescribed this um something for people who have PTSD and things of that nature. And but they have to they have to fit a specific criteria and they have to fall into this specific box in order for you to actually be um, according to this bill in its current state. In, in, in order for, for you to qualify, you have to be in a specific box in order to be able to be prescribed medicinal marijuana for said research use. Yeah. I usually recuse, recuse myself from libertarian discussions on weed because I, I acknowledge that I cannot come to this on libertarian principles, so I just have to back out. So first of all, I hate weed. I hate it from like a Randian perspective and I don't even like Ayn Rand, but I hate it from this Randian. I don't, this is the only time like, I want people to be doing and building and making things and I want sure. people to be innovating. And so I don't like any downers and any drug that like usually, and everyone's going to come at me and be like, Oh, but it helps you write great music and stuff. First of all, the Beatles were crap. Okay. <laughs> 
traitor to my generation. I don't care. They didn't have good songs. Maybe if they hadn't smoked the devil's herb, they would have had better songs. Second, I can't stand the smell. It's de facto legal everywhere I've ever lived. And I hate just walking anywhere, anywhere and getting just this waft of what makes me feel like I'm going to puke. So maybe if someone can take out the smell, which everyone thinks, oh, it's so great. That's what makes good. Make it only smell for you. Why can't we do that? That's effectively what (laughs) vaping does. Can we have a vaping? And then we can move toward, there's also just no regulation of, you know, driving under the influence with marijuana, right? Um, right. Which, which is, which is troublesome. But yeah, no, that this is this is really so we can get tax revenue from weed. Yes. And to that, yes, I is. say, then why don't we just do this for all drugs, including prescription drugs? And then we can just we can get all this wonderful tax revenue from street drugs, and you know, do it do it for uppers. And pick one and upper, and not caffeine, something stronger. Pick an right. upper. And just so we can have narcotic equity, so we can legalize a downer and an upper. I can send people a list of some uppers that I think you like a um, a, you know a a a categorical list, an itemized list of uppers that Mm. I would like to see legalized in order, and maybe we can talk about it. It'd be a nice compromise. So this is why I recuse myself from these discussions. (laughs) Now I I um. I am not a uh, a, a, a person who who pretty much I I don't partake in any of this. Um, I am honestly, for me being a libertarian, I'm pretty straight edge. I will say yeah. that I think I, I partake in an adult beverage every now and again. No, but that's really about it. Like <laughs> as far as I mean, I'm I, I I'm not as straight edge as other libertarians, but but that that that, that I know, like the Eric D. Julys of the world, but. I, I mean, he does everything that I do, except for he's one step further as if he doesn't drink, but I do. And I, I'm like, it, it is what it is. Like, it's fine. But I'm, I'm of the mindset of, if you're trying to smoke, do you? I don't, but I'm like you, I don't want to smell it. Please like, don't want to smell it. I don't, I, like, it is when the smell makes me want to throw up. Yeah, it, it really okay. does. See, I'm not it the only gives person. gives me a headache. Yeah. Gives yep. me a headache, makes me want to throw up. Like I, I, it's it's frustrating to me. It is very frustrating to me, and I cannot stand to be around it. Yeah. But that being said, okay. That being said, I will say, like, hey, I legalize, decriminalize. I think there's a difference between the two. Okay. Um, but I, hey, if the government wants to say smoking a plant does not does not put you in jail for 30 years then i'm okay with that if this is the start of that then i'm perfectly i'm like okay whatever you got to do to get there please get there now don't let it the the moment that it starts to hurt me is the moment that i have an issue with it of hey maybe you need not to be don't do be and drive as the billboards like to say in oregon um you know things of that nature but i i just and and I I think a lot of times people people would all people would always tell me to say well it's not as bad as drinking and I was like yeah that's fine but at least in drinking I I I'm I'm in my house and I'm I'm not getting behind the wheel and and I and I am 
And for me, I'm still productive and I, I'm not like getting out here, getting sloshed and wasted and things of that nature. I go have my few sips of alcohol, adult beverages, hang out with some friends or whatnot. Not drunk. Handle what I do. Wake up the next morning. And I'm just as productive. Like it's I'm hanging out with people regardless. So it's not going to change the fact. I just. But I always get the well, you know, it just doesn't do this. And I'm like, I don't care. I. I'm not going to do it. I will not partake in it. It's just, it's not anything that my, my head wants to do. Cause I, again, I can't, I don't, it's, it smells like a skunk. It's, like, it smells worse legit. than a skunk. I would like, rather have a skunk. So bad. I'd rather yeah, oh, smoke skunk fumes. Brave actual you. literal brave skunk you. fumes. No, just, just brave like, you. yeah, no, really. Yeah, no, I couldn't do it. I, so, but, yeah, no, definitely no. Um, no jail time for I, yeah. I would I would say no jail time for any drug possession any drug 100%. where you have a problem where, there, where it gets to a problem is when you have you know um, parents who are using drugs and then abusing or neglecting their children Correct. maybe you have and you you have an amplified sentence if if it's you know whatever um, right but definitely no jail time again the the Randy in me is like well, let's have have a fine you know how. how Fine, community service, something like that. That's how you get your government revenue, but none of this jail time nonsense is dumb. <laughs> but I, I am interested to see where where this goes, how there, there's supposedly a bill in the Senate that is very similar to this. Um, but I mean, but it passed with, I mean, it passed like, let me look at the numbers here. I want to say it was like 375 or 370 something to like 74. Like yeah. it was... It, it, it was, I mean, and, and I had to take a look to see if some of my favorites um, voted yay or nay for the bill or whatnot. I was like, oh, okay. All right. Okay. Sounds good. It was good. So um, it, it was very interesting to, uh, to, to kind of, to kind of read through. Cause again, I thought it was April Fool's joke and I was like, oh, what? They about to, they about to make it happen. Like, all right, cool. And of course I was with some of my friends who were, who were pretty as, as straight edge as I am or whatnot. And they are, and they were like, I was, I was like, you guys probably don't like the view that I have on it, but like, no, 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 we completely agree. I was like, oh, okay, sounds good. Now, I, I but I, I, but I like you do want a productive society. Like if, like I, I want, I want a productive society. Um, I, I just don't want anybody to be, to be um, penalized for not being productive. Penalized in the sense of monetarily because they, because they decide not to be productive. Now, if they're penalized. By the fact of they're not as wealthy as somebody, then that's on you. If they, they're penalized by they're not as productive, so they don't they, they don't have the, the the great things in life that they want to have, then okay. But um, I do want a productive society. And and you know what? If people in a small little housing association want to say, hey, look, like our a our areas want to be clear. We like like the the twelve houses here. We don't allow no smoking, no no smoking of the marijuanas or whatnot. Then let them do that. Mm-hmm. Then the people who want to smoke in the marijuana, they go somewhere else and they do that. But again, we're leaving it up to individuals in that sense, and not the federal government, who, um, who honestly uh, is is um, is been doing themselves a disservice by putting this on the um, on on the list of I think it was like what, what like what what level is it like level one or whatever the case. They're controlled that, substances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's whatever the highest form it is, this is on that. And so 
this prevents them from doing studies to see how smoking has allowed people to um, better themselves as far as things. I mean, and I mean, kind of take a step back. Why do you think we have like CBD oil now? Like it's because you had states who were like, you know what? Let's start doing some research and let, let's see if there's anything in marijuana that allows for soothing thing or whatnot. Because you would have you would have NFL athletes who, who would smoke in order to recover faster because it would allow their body like for them. It would allow their body to recover, recover, recover faster. Now, again, it's not the same for everybody. Some people are productive. Some people are not. What's that? I don't, I don't trust that. I don't trust that. CBD oil, so I don't. I want no. anyone. I know they sell it. I know this is supposed to be fine. I don't want it. I don't want it. <laughs> oh, I'm not smoking it. I, I'm not smoking it. I don't want it my skin. Y'all can keep that I don't want it over there. <laughs> Y'all can keep that devil's lettuce over there. Don't bring it. Don't bring Nana that over here. No. Don't bring Nana right that over here. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it 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 is interesting. But another thing that I thought was an April Fool's joke. Um, even though it didn't fall on April Fools. Uh here recently, um, Elon Musk has been on Twitter. Um, and this has been going on since March. He I think he came up with a poll March twenty fifth. Yeah. yeah. And said, um, do you guys feel like Twitter is a free speech platform? And he said, and he literally he cautioned him, he cautioned people on how to on how to respond to this poll because he said there are major implications from this poll. And I want to say it came out to like 71% of people said no, and then 29 said yes, or so forth. And then April 2nd? No, 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 it couldn't have been the 2nd. It, it was over this weekend, I want yeah, to say. Yeah, it was very recently. Over this weekend. Elon Musk gets 9.5% ownership in Twitter. And I mean Twitter stocks soar. They absolutely 100% soar. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like, is this about to be a good mix up? And then, then you're like, okay, like, like, let's see, you know, because reports coming out, he's going to have a passive ownership role like this. I mean, and he, like, 9.5%, I think, makes him like the, the, the biggest owner, the biggest owner of shares within Twitter. I think like Jack Dorsey only has like 2.5%. Um, so in comparison to those, like it, it, it's like he like, OK, like he may be able to do a little something, something, a little something. something. I mean, not in half percent, like if you could you're still minority when it comes to things. But yeah, what would he do? He still I mean, do some work. You probably thought about this more than I have. What, what would he do? And what is the something, something that he would? Um, see, that that's what it was interesting. But then when you find out that he is quickly now on the board okay. of Twitter, he's on their board of directors. You're kind of like, oh, like, and again, there's only one man in the board, but if you're the wealthiest man in the world, and you're a billionaire and you literally, and, and you're saying and, and like, like he tweeted out, um, I'm interested to, because uh, so the CEO tweeted like, Hey, we're, we're excited to have Elon Musk on our board of directors. We're, we're, um, it, it's interesting to see what his thoughts are. And he tweeted, he said, I'm happy to be a part. Um, of the new and improvements that are coming to Twitter or whatnot. Just, I mean, just it was like, okay. And so I don't necessarily know what could come of this. All of this could just be smoke and nothing can, nothing can come of it. And he's just building his wealth in different ways. And he sees that, that Twitter can help him in the long run of things. I mean, because when you buy 9.5% of something, 
of a, of a company. That's that's not any short term stuff. That is definitely long term, long term ownership and so forth. So if it's interesting to see, like if if something were to come of this, like, let's say. Twitter, for the longest time, you know, wouldn't allow you to re- to to retweet anything that was deemed medical misinformation or, um, yeah. you know. Yeah. So is so that or this whole people who who are banned off of Twitter because of said free speech that Elon Musk, the same the same thing that he gets in trouble for or, you know, when you had the, new, the you know, them deleting the, the New York Post. Uh, their their whole Twitter for their Twitter account was suspended for 24 hours, and so and so you have all these issues, and it's interesting to think that how would an, an Elon Musk kind of uh, kind of operate in this? And it's it's you don't see billionaires in this specific realm with the views that Elon Musk has. Now, I do see um you. you you see a lot who are maybe they're kind of behind the scenes, but most of the billionaires who you see, they're always supportive of, of, oh, my gosh, like, well, we need this. And, you know, you get the Bill Gates of the world, you know, you get the, the, the Jeff Bezos who who comes out and says outspoken things of, hey, he de-pla- his Amazon servers deplatformed parlor when they had Trump on there, like after Trump was kicked off of Twitter. So you have all these all these billionaires who who on the surface would seem like think very differently than Elon Musk. And then so to have him in, in this, in this same like ring of like, of now he, now, now he's, he's a big owner of Twitter. You, of course you have conservatives praising this, but it, it's like, it's interesting to see like, well, what can happen of this? You know, best case, best case scenario, uh, Twitter just becomes this free for all libertarian thing. Everybody can say, whatever they want and do whatever they want. Okay. Um, and, and, and by, and by that, I mean, stuff that is appropriate, let's age. say, I mean, cause yeah, exactly. Age appropriate. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, um, that's best case scenario or best case or even better scenario. This whole thing just blows up and Twitter just goes under like that's, that's, that's how I view it too. Cause I, cause I think Twitter, Twitter was on the outs before Donald Trump. Like Facebook Twitter was like, well, no, but, but Twitter was like, oh, was like on the fringe of, of being obsolete. Like people not talking about it. Donald Trump becomes president, gets on Twitter oh, okay. and starts saving it. And now yeah. everybody's back on Twitter again. Like, oh, you gotta be back on Twitter. You gotta be back on Twitter kind of thing to where now it's, it's this, okay, Hey, you, you get news faster on Twitter than you do pretty much on anything else or whatnot. So it was on the way out. And, and so I, 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 it'll be interesting to see what Elon Musk actually does from this. Um, if he just, if he's just doing this actually for, for his own gain, which is probably the case. Like he doesn't do it. Nobody drops that kind of cash. Nobody drops $3 billion in cash on a company without gain for themselves or whatnot. So um, I, I don't know exactly what he'll do, but I think there was a, uh, he, he tweeted something about, hey, how would you guys like some uh, some other type of button on Twitter? And everybody was like, oh, yeah. So he's I, I think at this point he's kind of trolling. But it, it, yeah. it'll be interesting to see in the next few months, like what actually happens. 
I mean, he's going to be a sort of Damocles regardless, right? I mean, he's, he's going he's gonna to be like, we cannot make Elon Musk angry, which is just funny. It is funny to me. Yes. Um, I don't, I don't want Twitter to die because, you know, I'm, I'm trying to build my brand on Twitter. What I really want to see is I want to see something that isn't TikTok do what TikTok does. Because you can't do TikTok because of the Chinese Communist Party. Um, Because it's controlled by, it's it's run by the Chinese Communists. So I'm, you know, maybe if we have a TikTok function built into Twitter, I don't know. I don't know. Elon Musk is is no, go on. Instagram is it's is pick is, is picking up on that a little yeah. bit. It's, it's still from TikTok yeah. with their reels, but it, it's not the same. It's yeah. not the same. It's all it's it's all outdated stuff. That's because it's Facebook trying to copy everybody in the metaverse. But I, I it's it it'll be I, I heard somebody said Elon Musk is now my is my new favorite African American. Oh, <laughs> um, I I got a chuckle out of that. I really did. I really yeah, did. He's I, the wealthiest I, man I, in the world is an African American. Yes. Yeah. Yes, go figure. And they're like, well, he's not really African-American. No, the man is. But but exactly. Like, believe it or not, he's more African-American than yours truly. And in case you guys didn't know out there in listener land, I am a black man. That's why I'm called the notorious BLG, the notorious black liberty guy. So um, that's what it is. But I will. It's it's going to be, um, I think. If Elon can can do some of the things that Elon always talks about, I think it it'll Twitter will become a new and I hate using the term safe space, but I think it'll be it, it'll actually turn into a place where um, you can actually tweet things again and um, and 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 do and do what you're supposed to do. I will say though, it is probably going to expose a lot of people. Um, as this don't say gay bill does, as this marijuana legalization does, as far as it's going to expose people in the sense of like, can they truly handle themselves with somebody of truly like, of, of like, and not very much differing opinions, but, but like of, of very, of differing opinions, can they coexist on the same platform or do you truly want to see your opposition, um, muted and, and, in the terms of, uh, in, 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 in the words of, uh, of Eric July, the people who want you dead, like do they do they really like it? It, it really exposes people for people who really want for people who really want opposite viewpoints dead. It it'll really expose them for for what they are and for the frauds that they are and so forth. So it'll be interesting. I'm um I'll be looking at it for the next couple of months just to see what happens as far as Twitter. I may actually be on Twitter a whole lot more <laughs> now that all this is taken off. So it is going to be interesting. It is going to be interesting. So, but but because of Elon Musk and his three billion dollars, I guarantee that there's some people out there trying to say we got to tax his uh, his his unrealized capital gains that he's going to get from Twitter because ever since he bought Twitter stock, everything is I, I think the Twitter value has gone up like two percent or so, which those y'all that's a lot like th- that's a huge percentage in the matter of a day, two days. Two percent is a huge amount. So, um, but uh, according to the according to everybody out there, they want to tax his unrealized capital gains, which makes no sense to me whatsoever. Yeah. So there's this new. So first of all, it's being called a billionaire income tax, which is dumb because it would also affect uh, people with more than five hundred million dollars. So that's not a billionaire. 
Okay, you got five hundred right, million exactly. dollars worth of not a billionaire to to cover <laughs> until this becomes a billionaire income tax. It's also not an income tax. Do you know why? Because income means money that comes in. This <laughs> this not billionaire, not income tax would tax people whose overall net worth is more than $500 million, which includes unrealized capital gains. So I go back to this analogy all the time. That is me going by your field and taxing you and taking the bread that you haven't produced. I am taxing the loaves of bread that you don't have because you just planted the grain and you don't even know if there's going to be a harvest. All right. So there is no such thing. You can't define income to include money that hasn't come in. And yet the verbiage around this bill that's marketing it is, is all about how um, multimillionaires only pay 8% of their income. They don't. They don't pay 8% of their income. They pay 8% of their overall wealth as valued at that specific moment. Their income, they're paying close to 50. Are they paying 50 now? Are they paying about 50? Uh, no, I, no I, I think the highest is 37. Okay. I think the highest is 37. All right. So they're, they're, they're paying those rates. They're paying a lot. They're paying, They're paying a, a lot. lot. And even if, yeah, so you can have you you can have various measures of tax avoidance that doesn't get you right. to 8%. The 8% figure that's quoted on the White House's site is misinformation. That's a lie. They mm. don't pay 8%. That needs to be flagged on Twitter. They don't pay 8% of their income. Words mean things, okay, in this case. Yes. Income, it's come in. I don't know. It's in the word. I, I feel like I'm doing a, a textual analysis. It's unrealized capital gains are not income as anyone who invested in crypto last year knows. Exactly. So, I mean, do you get a refund for capital losses for unrealized capital losses? Because if so, you know what I can do if, or, or what a, a 500 millionaire can do is they can just invest in a stock that's about to tank right before yep. tax day and they get a, yep. don't they get a rebate? They get a rebate. So this, and this will also, by the way, this will influence your 401k. I wrote a piece about this. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I, 100%. I, I wrote a piece about how this, how this hurts the little guy. Actually, it's prophetic because it was about a year ago on goodmorningliberty.us. Um, I think it was called Capital Pains. It was a great, great little piece. <laughs> one of my shorter ones too. But it, it basically played through this scenario because the, the, the proposal was being touted at the time. It's almost exactly a year ago. And I said, you know, look, this is going to, first of all, it's going to punish, uh, it's going to punish the poor because people who are in, you know, below average income are most likely to have generational wealth and most likely to have wealth that's stored in other, in other assets. Yep. Um, the other thing is that again, yes, it's going to hurt your 401k because these market whales are, are not going to invest as much. And when they don't invest as yep. much, guess what happens? You're bidding down a price. And when you're bidding exactly. down a price, guess what happens to, uh, there's this chill across the market. And yes, that affects your 401k. So the billionaires that aren't really billionaires are going to be just fine, yep. but it's going to be us who are not going to be okay. The end. I just like, I, I, 
I think, <coughs> excuse me, the mere fact that people understand if you tax something, you get less of it, right? Mm. Follow me here, okay? Yeah. If I tax something, I get less of it. Yeah. So if I tax billionaires, do you think I'm going to wind up with more billionaires? Like, if I tax unrealized capital gains, do you think at some point those unrealized capital gains are going to go down? They're going to decrease and they're going to decrease and continue to decrease to a point to where, like you said, you and wealthy people know how to get around things. They do. People don't remember. People, I, I guess people, the, people just have this, they study revisionist history and understanding that the original income taxes was not on everybody. It was on wealthy people. And but it was then, unconstitutional sudden, then too. Exactly, 100%. But, but then all of a sudden, your wealthy people are trying to figure out ways around it. So what do they do? They find ways around it. And so now the government's like, well, we can't make enough money with them doing this. So we have to tax everybody now at yeah. this at specific rates. And then you get people who say, oh, well, what about when the tax rates, the marginal tax rate was like 73 percent at one point? It's like, yeah, it was. But do you understand what their marginal, what their actual average tax rates were back then? It wasn't. It wasn't 73 percent. That's not how things were. Like it's just all this whole revisionist history. But understanding that if I continue to tax wealth, I'm going to get less. People are going to move. You're not going to affect the wealthy as much as you think you are. You are going to affect the people who you say you're not going to affect. You want to know why? Because everything just gets passed on. They, The wealthy will find some way around this specific thing, whether that's storing wealth in some, some other place where it's not taxed as high, as far as they don't, they no longer, they've realized the, the stock market is not a viable option for anything. And so you get companies who buy back most of their stock. They buy back most, most of their stock. They're no longer publicly traded. They, they do all these things. Your 401ks are shot. Your IRAs are shot. Any sort of investment tools that, that use vehicles within the stock market are shot. So then you create this sudden flood of somewhere else. Let's say I don't know uh, real estate, okay? And so then people want to start you putting their retirements in real estate and in land and things that, because land typically appreciates. You don't have, you don't depreciate land from an accounting perspective. You have all these things. And then all of a sudden that turns around and they're just like, oh, well, now we have no wealth to tax and, and the unrealized capital gains, but we have these property taxes. But there are ways around the property tax because all this is farmland and it's it's so it becomes so convoluted and it ends up hurting people because now the people who need a house to buy can no longer afford to buy them because the demand for them is so high. The price continues to go up and then you're now in a housing shortage for the people who need houses like it's, it. It just creates this huge domino effect that people fail to realize. And it's just so frustrating. And I'm like. And for and I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's me, or maybe it's Maybelline. I don't know. But what I will say is this: I don't understand why people do not think that far ahead. They don't. They don't. It is frustrating. It is maybe I'm just some forward thinker. 
I'm I am I am pat I am just like ahead of my time. I'm just this awesome free thinker, Maurice Jones, who just thinks 10 years into the future, who predicted the inflation that was going to happen that we're currently under, who predicted how governments would react when it came to COVID-19, who predicted all this and that. I don't know. Maybe I'm just ahead of my time. Nostradamus right here. Just throwing that out there. Notorious Nostradamus BLG. That's what I'm going to start calling myself. Yeah. No, and it's I, I love fun facts about about tax revenue. So yeah, I, the the revenue from this uh, not billionaire not income tax would I think fund the government for a few hours. I think yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. absent this, this is a fact that I love whipping out partly because I love space. Elon Musk. So Elon Musk will pay that if. If tax dollars were miles, we're not talking light years, miles. If tax dollars were miles, Elon Musk would pay enough in taxes this year to travel to Ultima Thule, aka Arakoth, and back. That is that is a that those are two rocks that collided, love colliding, at the very, very <laughs> advent of our solar system. So basically like it's it's the the birth of our solar system. They're frozen in space and time. <laughs> it's past Pluto. He would be able to travel there and back and still have money for a little bit of or sorry, not still have money. The government would still have money for a little bit of a return trip. Yes. Okay. That's that's the amount that we're talking about independent of, of this new monstrosity. Uh, but that's okay because, you know, I, you make a great point that, you know, when, when the government starts to tax one thing, then people obviously are, you know, they're self-preserving. They're going to try to move their, move their assets around. Uh, and then the government has to tax more things. And now the government has to tax you for studies about what can be taxed. So yeah, it's I- infinite regress, ladies and gentlemen. It happens. But hey, that's the government for you. Um, but that'll wrap it up for us today. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. No, I don't necessarily look at the camera all the time, but I'm so thankful for you for watching us out there on the YouTubes. Um, please, please, please subscribe to our podcast here on Apple Podcasts, whether it's on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast. Um, leave us a five-star rating and review. We know we are worth every single bit of that five stars. I assure you we are. Um, please, please, please follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter for however long Twitter is up. Thanks to Elon Musk because he could sell his nine point his nine his nine point five percent shares tomorrow and completely plummet the, the 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 company. But I don't think he'll do that. that that's stupid on his part. But follow us on Twitter um, at Civil Discord Pod. Follow us. Uh, so that is us, a, a Civil Discord pod. You can follow Amanda as well as Ajax the Griff. Follow us on Instagram at Civil Discord Podcast or call me Maurice. That is where I post most of my personal stuff. You can see me and my lovely wife. You can see our lovely little um, baby announcement, things of that nature. And we have find out, the, when we find out the gender, yes, we find out whether we're having a boy or a girl. We are going to announce that. <laughs> um, on the Instagrams for the world to see 
and so forth. So um, again, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please leave us some comments on those videos out there and do all of that. Please do all of that. We'll be back again with another episode of Civil Discord, your weekly dose of radical curiosity. Till then, y'all, bees. And stay fierce.